welcome to the download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and it is the most anticipated Stu's Days of all time. We've gone a month without Stu's Day. Stu Kedwell, co-head of North American Equities at RBC Global Asset Management. Welcome back. Dave, uh, thanks for having me. I hope you uh, I hope you had a good break. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, unfortunately, uh, with, a, with a podcast, or fortunately, as we've said many times, uh, they, they, they can't see us, but Stu and I both look incredibly rested, much more so <laughs> than, uh, than, uh, than any time before. Uh, very relaxed and, uh, and tanned as well. We look a little, little, little bit of color. Not, yep, not much, sure. but, but a little bit. So, uh, so, so Stu, uh, we, we, we come back uh, a, a month later and markets are still just kind of chugging along. It looks, uh, uh, you know, most, most of the news has been pretty good, except for the, the, the Delta variant. And that's obviously uh, creating some issues from an economic standpoint. Uh, and, uh, and we'll have Eric Lascelles on a future prod- podcast to, to, to get more in depth on that. But is there anything you're seeing in the markets uh, over the last four weeks that, uh, that have, uh, that's caused you to rethink uh, what's going on or, or think uh, or, or change your investment philosophy in any way uh, for, as, we, as we move into the fall? Nope, not, uh, not significantly. Uh, you know, you raised some great points there. Uh, uh, you know, the program is still quite, uh, you know, similar to what it's been for some time, which is uh, real interest rates are negative. Uh, the Fed uh, looks to remain quite accommodative and, um, you know, and will likely hesitate to uh, remove stimulus. We'll do it, you know, really when the evidence is presented to them, that's the time's right, rather than doing it preemptively. Um, and quite determined, uh, you know, you brought up the Delta variant and it, and it has some implications in the very near term for economic growth, which, you know, we think markets are trying to look through. Um, but the Fed is quite determined to make sure that, you know, none of their actions uh, amplify uh, a slowdown that may be due in the near term to the Delta variant. So I would say quite consistent. Um, you know, probably the biggest event, uh, you know, since we last spoke was the Jackson Hole Symposium, uh, where, uh, you know, Fed Governor Powell, uh, you know, kind of laid out the the case for for removing some of the bond purchases, uh, you know, maybe towards the end of this year, but also did a real, uh, you know, a a really interesting job of separating them from interest rate tightening. So, you know, the case for tapering is that is different than the case for interest rate tightening. Um, You know, so that, so that even when we do have that, that, that removal of tapering, it will be quite gradual and uh, you know, they will do their best to, to keep the, the monetary side of the equation quite accommodative. Um, as as things progress, and uh, uh, you know, for an event that uh, really received a tremendous amount of discussion before, it didn't end up really having a, a significant impact after, because uh, you know that's kind of where the market's head was at to some degree, anyways. Um, if anything, we've had we've had longer term interest rates back up slightly, um, which uh, you know I think is just really a reflection that that uh, the Fed's will the Fed will likely remain quite accommodative. Yeah, and and so uh, so for the listeners that are remaining after uh, after I asked the first question, has anything changed? And you said nope. Uh, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll we'll go on we'll go on to uh, to expand. I, I actually spent the uh, I spent the weekend down in uh, in the U.S. I was in Chicago, Milwaukee, and Madison, Wisconsin, 
And uh, there were a few things that, uh, that, that, that I was able to observe when I was uh, when down in the U.S. for the first time uh, in about two years uh, that I'll bring into uh, our RBC Global Asset Management client events when we're out in our virtual client events this fall. So if you have a chance to attend one of those events, uh, I'm going to talk about that experience and how it ties into a lot of the views that Eric Lascelles would have or Stu would have in terms of, uh, of, of managing a portfolio. Uh, but, uh, but I don't want to miss the opportunity, uh, even though it's a couple of weeks in the rearview mirror, uh, with, with you, who you know, might maybe as, uh, as, as uh, strong an expert as, as we have in, in Canada on the Canadian banking stocks, Canadian bank stocks and the banking industry in Canada, uh, we had the earnings come through. Uh, was was there anything surprising there? Uh, again, it was not too surprising a quarter, uh, all things considering. Um, you know, the headline numbers are strong because the banks reversed a lot of provisions for credit that had built up uh, during the pandemic. The underlying results were were quite reasonable and very much in line with uh, what we would have expected. And um, you know, as we go into the fall. Uh, uh, you know, the CEOs speak at a big conference tomorrow, but we're looking towards the transition away from, you know, some of the mortgage growth, which has been just, you know, spectacular on the back of a very strong housing market towards more commercial lending, more consumptive oriented lending, uh, you know, to just watch the economy kind of transition from yeah. uh, a period of, of heavy shutdown to gradual reopening. And that'll be, you know, quite important as the, as the year progresses, but, uh, you know, most business lines were quite were quite solid, and um, and the numbers themselves were were uh, you know I would say solid and and very much in line with expectations. You know a lot of discussion around you know when uh, capital return might take place. Uh, banks' capital positions are quite robust, and dividend payout ratios are below uh, long term averages, and you know that might be something that we see towards the end of the year. There was uh, you know some discussion uh, around. Uh, uh, the liberals, uh, the, the liberals proposed, uh, you know, short-term tax on earnings to uh, cover off some of the pandemic costs, um, which, uh, you know, the math, the math uh, would be a one to two percent, depending on the bank, maybe, maybe mid two percent hit to earnings, but, and uh, you know, lots of commentary around, you know, taxes are not often temporary, but you know, all things considering as well, uh, the market took that uh, pretty much in stride. So, so any, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of articles that I read um, le- leading up to this, the, these earnings were, uh, were, were on the side of that. That in, in, in a lot of ways, the banks have kind of seen the best uh, that that they're going to see through this period. So we haven't had the increase in interest rates, which of course expands their net interest margin. But in Canada, the housing market is is going from you know absolute just skyrocketing. To, you know, more of a, a gradual pace, not collapsing, obviously, but 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 just not as strong as it was before. And that that uh, and, and now you've had all of, the, you know, a lot of the, the loan losses have been brought back in. So is any concern around that or you think that was off base? Uh, well, you know, it always starts, you know, I, we were just having this discussion with the bank CEO right before we hopped on this podcast around, okay. you know, the, the single the single line item in the absence of. Uh, clarity everywhere else has been mortgage growth, and um, and uh, you know mortgage growth has been extremely strong, and it, and it will not likely stay at these levels. But there's lots of cylinders inside of a bank, um, yeah. you know. So so there's new things that have to come along and uh, and uh, and pick up some of the slack. So you know the you know the discussion around uh, wealth and advice 
Um, you know, real interest rates present uh, real interest rates being negative present a tremendous conundrum for most investors and a, and a wonderful time to provide advice. Um, so, you know, that's going to be a very important business line as we progress here because real interest rates will likely remain negative for some time. A commercial lending, credit card lending, uh, mergers and acquisitions, uh, the amount of businesses that are changing hands, either family to family or family to private equity. So, you know, there's lots of things that that uh, there's lots of other business lines that uh, you know that uh, have room to uh, have room to run here as well. So it's not just a mortgage story, and uh, and most of the Canadian banks are fairly diversified when it comes to the totality of uh, what they have to offer. So, uh, you know, I think people are right to focus on it because it's been it's been a real feature. But there are other things uh, inside the bank's income statements as well. Excellent. Well, that uh, that that's a great update, and 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 you know, again, a great insight into uh, what the Canadian banks are today versus what they were in the past, and uh, and that it's not just about loans. Of course, obviously important, but not all about that. It's about a lot of things now, and there's there's still lots of levers to pull. So, Stu, uh, great to connect with you. You look uh, you look fantastic. You sound okay, but uh, <laughs> so it's too bad this is audio. But welcome back to Tuesdays, and uh, and we'll see you next week. This recording has been provided by RBC Global Asset Management Inc. for informational purposes only, and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting, tax, investment, or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.